It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hola, mi gente. This is Ish. And this is DJ. And this is... Pero, Pero let, let me, me tell you. you. Dale. Hello, good day. I'll be doing farewell. Na 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 na. I'll see you all in hell. No, that's not the, that's not the way it goes. <laughs> you know what? There's a pro- what is it? There's a problem with the girl named Maria. No, there's something about how, how do you solve, solve a problem, problem named like, Maria? Mm-hmm. There's so many songs that came out from that musical. Well, yeah, the entire that's back when people actually you know saw musicals and it was on TV and all that. No, but the favorite thing song. Oh, that's true. You know what? I don't like Whiskers on Kittens. <laughs> <laughs> like the list of their favorite things is stupid. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, welcome to <laughs> Pero Let Me Tell You, <laughs> where we start each episode on uh, what was this? The Sound of Music. Uh, this was the Sound of Music. Yeah, uh, I Carrie Underwood. I put a seat but her face was messed up, and now it's better. What happened to her face? She was in an accident. Like, Carrie Underwood? Yes. American Idol Carrie Underwood? Do you know of another? No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I forget what the details of it, but she was like in some type of... She had something happen and like she had like... Her face was like banged up. Yeah, yeah. La pobre. Yeah. Do we? She um, escaped the Nazis and you know, now she was... Now, now her face got messed up. How do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> <sighs> you let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> that's, that's how. Oh my God. Jesus take the wheel. That is the ringtone of one of the girls that works with me. <laughs> Thomas, if you're listening, you know this. <laughs> you know the, You know who I'm talking about? And it drives me... I love her. And it drives me insane. Because there will be, you know, talking. It'll be like, Jesus, take the weed. Oh, I know. My friend George just used to just always say that whenever we'd go out drinking. Because then afterwards, like, I'd send him home. He'd be like, Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Bueno. Welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You, episode number 12. Yes, sir. If we were eggs, we'd be a dozen. Ooh. That's just six one, half a dozen the other. I, why do they say baker's dozen when it's not 12? Because that's why it's a baker's dozen. But that's stupid. Just call it 13. But then it's... But- it's, it is 13, but like, it's a cute thing. It's like the baker's giving you an extra. So it's the baker is being nice. He's giving you his version of a dozen, which includes something you're not being charged for. Wait, do you, ch- you get charged only for 12 when you buy a baker's dozen? Yeah, in theory, that's where it comes from. That's that, I mean, oh, I don't know about now. If you're getting that for free, uh, right. baker's dozen it all right. the way. It's all about the baker's dozen. I want a baker's dozen of donuts, though. Uh, as long as they're not Magnolia. Magnolia has donuts? I'm sorry. Uh, I was thinking cupcakes. Oh, <laughs> Magnolia Cupcakes. You know what? I'm sorry. We're going to lose our sponsorship. It's true that we it's don't even have yet. Magnolia Cupcakes are crap. I mean, they're good in the sense that they're cupcakes. No, no, no. I'm saying Wait, like, okay, like, that, right. that, that's right. true. I mean, it's a that's cupcake. Or, you know what's actually really good at Magnolia Bakery and that I'm not even a huge fan of? The a, banana buttercream? The banana pudding. The banana pudding. That's what I want to say. The banana pudding. I know, because I've had that banana pudding and I don't even like banana pudding. I don't pudding. like banana pudding either, <laughs> but it's good. Like, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the key of how you know if that's it's good like, or not. You know what I've never had, despite you know all the times I've been to? I'm not going to say the city, because then you're going to start talking about the city, and I don't want to do that. But, you know, as many times as I've been to the big apple let's okay. leave it there you know i've never had that damn corona and you know what at this point in time i don't care to have the corona i do just because i want to eat all things that are baked goods that make me a fat bitch oh. 
Okay, you know what? Let's talk a minute about New York and your residency in New York. Okay, my residency you made it sound like if I was, you know, showing at the the Grand Theater. Okay, know. if they if I would have visited you more in New York, they would have had to roll me out because of Martha's Bakery. So a shout out to Martha's oh, Bakery. So good. so good. Every time I go up there now, or, or I always make it. What, what, I what, stop what, by. I what was stop it? By. Um, I always forgot. What was the name of that? Um, that area you lived in. No, oh, Forest Hills. Oh, Forest Hills. Forest Hills. Why yes. did I want to say Highland Park? Um, Forest Hills. Forest Hills, yes, yes, yes. It was down the street from me on Austin Street. They have three locations and two in Queens and one in Brooklyn. I actually do know why I wanted to say Highland Park. But anyway. Is it because um, you were thinking of the eldest daughter on Modern Family, Sarah Highland? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly. <laughs> I know. See, I know you. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so. Episode 12, here we are. Uh, we've talked about cronuts, cupcakes, magnolia bakery. As we sit here eating patelitos and cubanitos. So clearly, la dieta is so over today. Yeah, if we were to record more often, I would have to be rolled out yes. of here again. Yeah, so, for sure. Anyway, so I wanted to bring something up that um, <clears throat> that I read a few days ago. It's not really so much topical in terms of news, but just an overall statement. So, the table of contents. <laughs> There was a poll done recently of 1,800 people who identify themselves as millennials. All right? Okay. Our favorite group. Was this a poll to find out which member of One Direction they were? No. The study was no. conducted by the Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany. Okay. Uh, <laughs> clearly not about One Direction. And they interviewed... No. Actually, no. They interviewed about uh, 1,300 to 1,400 millennials. Okay. Okay. And they found... Okay. And these are self-identified millennials yeah. as well. So actually, that's a good question. I don't know. Well, because it says they're ident- they identified as millennials. So I'm just putting that out there because I don't know that sometimes with these groups, it's a little nebulous as to where the starting and ending point is for a group. I know it's quote-unquote defined, but there's a difference between if you self-identify for mm-hmm. survey purposes than if you are identified as. Like, if you are identified as a Hispanic male, I mean, you mm-hmm. either are or you aren't, quote-unquote, right? Right. But... I'm just I, I don't know that caveat okay. of it, but okay. they interviewed between 1,300 to 1,400 millennials. Okay. okay? Got it, got it. And they found... Oh, my God. 21 percent so of the millennials that they interviewed okay. did not know what the Holocaust was. 64%... I'm sorry, 66% could not come up with any names for any con- of the concentration camps. So they had never heard of the word or the name Auschwitz. Over 45% of them um, did not know that there were 6 million Jews killed in the Holocaust. Okay, well then, actually... Should I keep going on with the stats? I I don't think you need to, especially (laughs) since I I believe it was this week we we just had the the Day of Remembrance of the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. I forget what the name of it is, so apologies on that, but um, I know that happened this week. Yeah. Um, Okay, so to say that I'm dumbfounded by this is tremendo understatement. I... Here's my thing. Okay, so here's 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 my first question. My first question is, my second question is, how do how do you not know what the Holocaust how is? How do you not know what the Holocaust is? And then, it, and then even if you put it within the context of like, well, you're not Jewish. Like, let's say I'm just saying. Like, let's I'm, I'm thinking of like the most stupid reasoning possible. Okay, uh-huh. like I'm not Jew. You know, the, the way people it's like, well, I wasn't alive back then. Why would I know about it? You know, that type of mm-hmm. mentality. Right. Fine. But have they heard of slavery? Like, of, <laughs> but, 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 okay, so then have they heard of World War II? And what do they think happened during World War II? A war. That's the, 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 there was a war of some. There was some type of war going Over on. Roman numerals or something. I, I we don't, don't know. know. We don't, yeah. We're not sure. We're not sure. People were arguing about putting two eyes together. I don't know to make the number two. But like, that's my question. It's not even so much about like how do they not? I mean, that's the first question. How do they not know about it? But then. You start to pull that thread, and it's like, okay, but these are millennials, which means that they've already gone through the school system, mm-hmm. which means that in theory, at some point, they should have had a lesson on World War Two, and the entire linchpin of that war is the Holocaust. I mean, it. it, it you say this. This. It, I know. I'm preaching to a choir. I'm sorry. I know. I'm just like like you don't know this, but it's like that's the entire like when you talk about World War Two, I would be hard pressed to ask anybody to uh, to tell me anything else. The two things that come to mind actually are both minority oriented. It's the Holocaust and the Tuskegee Airmen. Like, the, oh, and the Japanese internment camps here in the U.S. Mm. Like, but I'm saying these are like how what did they talk about then like yeah World War II happened Hitler came out he made that mustache unpopular the end like how did 
I don't know. I don't even know the answers, but I I, I but don't know. What do you, I, I what don't do you know. think attributes I, this? I, I, because you we're know not, what? Because we're not even talking about something that's like okay, if people don't know who Charlie Chaplin is now, right? They're stupid, but I get it in the sense that that's not. If it's not in front of you, you don't know it. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about something that, for all intents and purposes, is taught in a school at some point. There's people who are still alive that went through this. But I'm saying, but even if there weren't, I'm like, I don't know anybody who, you know, who was part of the colonization of Cuba. But I know that happened. I mean, I learned about. Look, it. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I, I, <laughs> I know that we've talked about this before, and I know that we are on the cusp of being millennials in terms of age. I think the official name for us is Zillennials. Yeah, we're like right there before. Yeah. I've yeah. never identified myself as a millennial. No. Nor do I think I'm anything, you know, in that realm. In that realm of what I, you know, what a millennial is, quote unquote, quote is. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can't speak from that point of view or even that. But the reason I put that is because you said about learning it in school. These people did not go to school too long, or they were not in the school system or in school age too long after we were. So it's not like, sure, well... We graduated in 97. Right. So these people, let's say they graduated in 2002. Right. So it's not like, well, you know, we weren't, like kids now in high school. Correct. Well, you know, we Correct. were in high school 20 years ago. Right. So it's not like that. Right. So, you know, I, I always say... Even if you're teaching to the test, I, I that's on the think, test. I always think like, okay, let's say that you did not pay attention in class. Okay, you didn't pay attention in class. You really didn't go a rat's ass about World War II or the Holocaust when they were teaching it in high school. You know, you're 16. You didn't care. Whatever. Doesn't there come a point <laughs> that you are kind of like, wait, the Holocaust, World War II, Hitler? You know, these like you just major, kind of hap- you just kind of even almost happen upon it, right? These major world like events, ev- events. world shaping events, world shaping catastrophic events that weren't really that long ago because this was in the 40s you know it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that no, long no, no, ago. No, no. in the grand scheme of the world no but it, it wasn't something that happened you know a thousand years the French ago Revolution. or hundreds of years ago it's something that happened within the lifespans of my parents True. my grandparents you know aunts and uncles of mine or they were born around that time but the point is it's not something that happened that long ago it's like how can you not know and you don't have to be an expert you don't have to know exactly you know all the countries that hitler invaded right. one by one or you know but how can you not know how can you have how can you have gone through your life without hearing ever hearing the word auschwitz or the name auschwitz like and frank listen if i know the word comptroller and i don't know what the hell that is i'm pretty sure that y'all should know what the holocaust but, that, but that's my point because i feel like there's so many things attached to the holocaust like it's not this event or thing that sort of happened in its own silo, right? Like it happened in relation to World War II, Adolf Hitler, quite, you know, frankly, one of the most, you know, recognizable mm-hmm. villains, villains in history. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a fact that in school you have to read the Diary of Anne Frank. I mean, maybe not all curriculums, but again, these are, there's, to your point, there's always these like touch points. Even if you're a freaking X-Men fan, the first X-Men movie, Magneto, is shown in a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, well, but that's it, where I'm going. It that, touches but, on so but many But that's things. where I'm going. Like, it's, things related to World War II, especially the Holocaust, are things that come up so many times in pop culture, whether it's in movies. In movies, a lot how many movies they have yeah. about the nazis yeah i mean they have probably from, from life is beautiful to inglorious bastards and, and i'm not even talking about like straight up hit schindler's list i'm talking about movies that, inglorious bastards that maybe as a sub plot it's like the background is nazi correct or, or something it's like that it's like, never thief. never no. in your existence did you ever wonder hmm Maybe. Maybe I should look into what really happened there or but, you know or that it stays in your head as Let me at the very minimum thing. look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> like I've told you. The more information we have at our fingertips, the stupider we become because we don't have to commit anything to memory. No, but you know what though? When you say stuff like that, it's kind of funny and I know that sometimes you say it to be provocative. But I, but I think there's some truth to I, that. Well, there's always truth because to that. Because I just I don't understand. I don't understand how somebody in this day and age cannot know what the Holocaust is. 
or, or, or to be foreign, to not know the, the and, and again, the Holocaust is something that, like, how can you not know? Maybe you don't have to know exactly that six million Jews were killed. Well, I didn't but, know how many. But, but, but how can you not know that millions of, of Jews correct, or, or people were killed? How can you not know that, well, 21% of it did not know what it was altogether. Listen, I will I will split the difference, and I'll be happy even if you're like that character Heather Locklear played on that SNL skit, who just didn't believe the Holocaust existed. Oh, yes. Because at least then you know what, you know what happened. I'm going to give you, the, I'll, I'll give... I'm about to give credit to Holocaust deniers because at least they know it. It happened. Well, they're, they're denying, denying it. it. They're denying it, but they know it. But they know what it is. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean that I can. But to tell me like that, I can argue again. But to tell me like, oh, I just I don't know the the holla who like holla back girl what no <laughs> like no don't be so like, it's bananas yes it is it is the shit is bananas that people don't know the Holocaust. I just I which when I read this when I read this, procreation should be a privilege not a right when I read this it made me think because this was done by um, a Jewish uh, study center or yes, um, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a university or well, well you mentioned the name I, I don't yeah know. or mm-hmm. um, foundation but it made me think so obviously their their research was probably the scope was pertaining to you know oh, fair um, enough the world war ii history or holocaust so and again but, as more of these survivors start dying off it is important to understand where we stand in relation to awareness so that people don't forget but but it made me think like okay well, what else do they not know <laughs> like what else do they not know do they think that titanic was just a movie and not a ship that actually <gasps> sank <laughs> What else? Oh, let's keep it. Let's, let's think these things. Like they probably think, like you know, Abraham Lincoln. You know, it's just a car. Just a car. <laughs> just a car. Went to the went to the theater one day. Didn't like the reviews. <laughs> just you know, that's why he died. <laughs> like oh, I just I I that <clears throat> that I think is so sad, but I think it's scary because it's terrifying because as we all know. History repeats itself, and when and history repeats itself, when people, people aren't forget. educated, people and people forget. And and I remember that one time we had, and I know this is a bit of a of a more it's a little bit of a downer, but of a downer but, subject. But the word we'll get to well, nice. Our, our usual fun and fluffy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my office, I don't know if you've seen it. I have this really, I think it's beautiful poster, and I have it framed and matted. Of the Twin Towers, mm-hmm. and they're draped in the American flag, mm-hmm. and I have it. Oh, yeah. I, know, I, I have know, it yeah. in the wall across my desk because the reason I put it there is because I want to see it. Like I want to see it every single day, mm-hmm. and the reason I want to see it every single day is for me. This is me personal. Yeah. I never want to forget that that happened. I don't. I don't want a day to go by where you know where I forget that that happened. Mm-hmm. Not only because it happened in the U.S., but because you know I often think you know which is. You know, one of the many layers in, in the way that you could think about 9-11 is these were people going to work. Just like I was going to work. You were going to yep. work. You driving in your car right now listening to our podcast are going to work. Going to work these yeah. were people going to work that died that day. And I, I always want to think that. I remember one time I had an acquaintance of mine come to the office mm-hmm. and he commented on it. Mm-hmm. You know what he said to me? He said, oh, people need to get over it. And I was like... What do you mean people need to get over it? Like, he's like, people need to move on and get over it. I'm like, what do you mean people need to get over 9-11? Like, uh, you, those are the type of things that, for me, you don't get over in person. And you inter- shouldn't. Because the minute that you get over something of that magnitude, whether it be a 9-11 or the Holocaust or um, slavery, I don't know, just pick pick your topic, right? Pick your... Pick, <laughs> pick your, anything. Pick you know, any giant... Women's suffrage women, movement. Right, you know, like, you know uh, the Me Too movement. I don't know. Once you kind of just say, like, ugh, just get over it, you are minimizing it in such a way as if to say, it's almost that whole thing of like, it doesn't matter because it didn't happen to me. It mm-hmm. didn't affect me. And that leads to something, actually a little uh, a little mini conversation I was having the other day um, with regard to empathy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just wonder if, to, to, your, to your point, if this the results of this study have something on some level to do with people's shift in their ability to empathize mm. because I think so you, 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 you're, you're proposing it in the way that if people have less um, ability to empathize with other people they care less about knowing correct their history or 
Correct. Their journey trajectory. Correct. Whatever. It's the it, it's in a nutshell. It's almost the 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 syndrome of, well, you know, and I'll use Miami as a perfect example because we do live in this kind of you know Hispanic Latino microcosm here, where it's like, oh, there's no such thing as racism against Hispanics because I've never experienced it. Right. You thank God you've never experienced it, but that's not true because right. you live in an area that is predominantly Hispanic. So. Right. You're not going to. You're just, just logic would dictate you're not going to experience what somebody in the middle of Wichita, Kansas, right? You know, population twelve Hispanics mm-hmm. may and uh, Wichita. I'm not saying you're racist, um, but you know, may experience right. something different than what you're experiencing by their environment. So I think it's that whole. Well, it didn't happen to me, or or anybody that I know, or ugh, so long ago. They either can't or won't try to relate. And as a result of that, it's not important to me. Uh, I can Google it if I have to look something right. up. I don't have to internalize it. I don't have to think about it. And it has no correlation to my life. So you think it's more of an issue of relatability? I can't speak. Relatability. Relatability. And, um, and, empathy. and empathy versus I, lack of education. I, I don't think it's a lack of education. I think it. I think there's. it's a combination. I, I don't think it's lack of education because there's many, 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 many things that I know or I've learned, and I'm sure you as well, um, that I've learned on my own um, because I was curious about it and I yeah, wanted but that's, to know about it. But and you don't have to be an expert but on everybody, it. But not everybody has that impetus, say, you know, that, that thing to, to seek out information and not just seek it out to learn it and put it away. But, and, and then never think, but to seek it out and kind of internalize it. Or, you know, as you and I have both, and I'm sure many people has happened, you know, we go down a Wikipedia hole, right? Where you mm-hmm. go on there, you start looking for one thing, and you're like, click, yeah. click. And two click. and a half hours later, I'm like, Whoa, what? Like, yeah, you start, yeah, you started looking up the Holocaust, and you wind up, you know, looking about the fact that the former host of USA Up All Night, Rhonda Shear, now owns a line of lingerie. <laughs> Very successful on Home Shopping Network. I mean, like, you don't know how you got there. But you did. But you did. You know, somehow you made that leap. And then these were, but then you and I are also the type of people who, for some reason, these things stay in our head. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's like that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just it, not because of the, the internet or the accessibility of information. Just people are different. But I also think that even growing up, you know, I've always, I've always said, like, oh, today's youth, you know, they don't know about things past, you know, 10, 15 years ago at most. We used to know about things from like, you know, the 40s and the 30s and, and whatnot. But, you know, again, a friend, you know, a friend of ours said to us one time, yeah, but I guarantee, said to me one time, I guarantee that when we were in high school, there were probably kids who could not give a flip about something that happened in 1964. Mm-hmm. You know, or we, because that's who we are. And we, we take that assumption that other people care about these things. Now, obviously, something like the Holocaust is very different because we're talking about, again, a historical, global, cultural shaping <laughs> event, you know, um, a horrible, horrible event that you can't or should never be forgotten. But I think some people just, it, it, I think it comes down to that where it's just like, eh, it'll never happen again. Oh my God. And so I'll just, you know, whatever that happened, you know, that happened back then. That couldn't happen again. I think that's really scary. I think that's terrible. I think that's... It's terrifying. It's, it's, it's really, really scary. Because you know what? When you have that attitude and, and you don't know... And again, you don't have to be a, a, an expert in history or a guru in history. or But just know basic things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, because I've had the conversation with many people, some people who are close to me, who are like, oh, what's the point of knowing history? And I'm like, if you don't know history... How do you know where you're going? How do you know where you're going? Like, like for example, like right now, you know, the the, the women's movement, the, the Me mm-hmm. Too movement. Yes, the, yes, yes. You know, whatever your thoughts on that are, you have to acknowledge that women don't have or didn't have historically speaking the same rights as men, and were treated mm-hmm. differently. Because I bet you, and some countries still are. Because I bet you that a lot of people who are kind of like ah. About the Me Too movement or, you know, the um, the Time's Up movement. Ugh, you know, whatever. Pe- those people probably don't even know that women couldn't vote until, like, 1920. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Which, so again, 1920, it was close to 100 years ago. But in, in terms of 
history, the realm of history, it's not that, it's long, not ago. that long ago. So your like great grandmother couldn't vote. Women used to have to go and ask permission from their husbands in order to do something as simple as open a bank account, right? Or get a job, right? Or you know, so any, it's, any other. Th- it's you know, knowing. Like, it's, it's knowing stuff like that yeah. that gives you perspective of where we are now. And the same thing could be said, you know, about people that are black, people that are Latin, you know, whatever minority, right. or, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. marginalized. You, know, you have to know their past to know why they are where they are today and where they're going and Absolutely. what they stand for and it's just I, that's those are the things that it's like but don't you get that like because i get it but it's like don't you get that don't you see that <sighs> to quote my sister who says this a lot unfortunately common sense ain't so common that is very true <laughs> it is one of the most misnamed things in the world that is very is true. common sense not so much thanks no. for playing no no. no. Well, to lighten up the conversation. Ooh, okay. Just, I'm getting a twofer. I don't know what any of the so, topics are. To, to kind of turn it on, I just thought about the other day, um, or recently, when we went to the fair, the girl <gasps> yes, that was so called, called a gyro. A gyro. A gyro. A gyro. A gyro. If you're a listener, you know what? You need to. If, let's say this girl listens to us. You need, you need to, to learn. Yeah, listen. Because I've always heard the gyros versus well, gyro. Gyro. Gyro is how you say it correctly in right. Greek. But I know there's some people who do. But that's what I'm saying. A gyro. Like a gyro right. is, is the right. quote unquote correct pronunciation. Right. Gyro is acceptable. Right. A gyro. And when I'm talking, this wasn't a little girl. No. This, was, this one was like in her 30s. And she walked past us to the point where there was a group of what? How many were we? Seven? I don't know. We were about seven, seven, seven or eight people. Eight we all turned to look at her as she walked past, and then we all looked at each other. There was probably a lot of uh, chows in her life. And we're... <laughs> oh, no. Chows. Not the lords of chows. <laughs> the chows. <laughs> There's so much chows in my life, and, it, like, and it's like, oh, chaos. Chaos, dear. Chaos. chaos. You don't pronounce C-H. Cha in, when it's chaos. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. But see, but okay. Although, I'll although, I, I will throw myself under the bus. I, the I, other day, I said, I, I, it was a Freudian slip. It was, I, it was, because I know how you said it. I said, the peace corpse. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the I said, I was, no. I was, I was quickly corrected. <laughs> Pero mira, the thing, the one with Chaos, I'm going to, I'm going to give a free pass on that one for, for a split microcosm of a moment. And here's why. Because of the fact that I guarantee you, and I don't remember, this was eons ago. This is something that happened when we were like, what, 17? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you are somebody who comes from a predominantly Spanish-speaking background, mm-hmm. and you, you know, there is, the CH in Spanish is always ch. Mm-hmm. It is always going to be ch. So I'm going to go ahead and chalk that one up to a language true. syntax okay, situation. True. Pero gyro no tiene remedio. But you've never heard of the word chaos? But you've never heard of the term? Like, but maybe she never saw it spelled. I guess. Maybe she never well, listen, you're talking to the guy who, my mother has been in this country for over 50 years, and to this day she still says biscuit, <laughs> as opposed to biscuit. Before it closed, we would go okay, by our, our okay. electronics that, at Circuit that, City. That, that reminds me of something else. So, you know, the woman so, says her and, whole life. And to our, our uh, Spanish-speaking or um, Hispanic listeners, you're going to really laugh. You're going to relate to this. I don't know why, like, my parents, like, everybody I know that, you know, English is not their first language. Correct, correct. <laughs> let's just let's, put let's it like let's, let's set the bar. They say Oliver Garden. I don't know why they say Oliver. El Oliver Garden. And I'm like, it's Olive. Ah, no. It's not Olive. Yeah, so I, I have to eat to gente. No, El Oliver I, I, Garden. I've never heard that. Oh, my God. I've I've never so many that. people. So many people. Oh, my God. I was watching commercials for the Olive Garden last night, actually. I think it looks so good. They have this, like, meatball pizza bowl thing. Yeah. You know what? Oh, my God. I will go on the record. I don't give a crap. I don't give a shit. I, I like, like the Olive Garden. First of all, the don't eye, tell me you don't I, like the breadsticks. I, I just, just heard don't. The, I, just don't. You just and don't I just heard just the eye rolls out there uh-huh. of people Just listening. don't tell me you don't like the breadsticks. You know what? I, I know. You don't breathe oxygen, but I you know like the breadsticks. They don't, are not authentic Italian. Whatever. I know that they're... I don't even think of them as like a... They're not a good Italian restaurant. They're not authentic Italian. No, banana. Banana. Not good. But you know what? I don't care. Like Their stuff is good. I know it's not fine dining. I don't go there pretending it to be Hell fine no. dining. I don't. I don't go there and be like, you know, I'm gonna take you to a nice Italian dinner tonight. <laughs> I take you to the Olive Garden, right? No, no, no. I know I it's say, practically fast food, but you, you know, know what? what? I don't care. I will say to me, if it's a first date and you tell me like, yo, are you down with going to the Olive Garden? I may have to marry you. Like that's no, just no, no, no. For like, me, right? I, no. I, I'd be down. Like I, I, mean, I would take it exactly. I would take it as something like, oh my god, like. 
It's a love connection. You went on the Olive Garden. It's awesome. I would be like, ugh. How dare you take me to the Olive Garden? No, girl. I would be like, look, you take me. I'm going to have my breadsticks, my salad. I'm going to go on my tour of Italy. Yep. And then I'm going to have, what is their... Their tiramisu? The tiramisu. I don't like the tiramisu. Oh, my God. I love their tiramisu. I think they have have like, what is that? Black Thai mousse cake. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm going to have. They have... I like their tiramisu a lot because they... It's all the way that you do the tiramisu. Their mascarpone cream, they put a lot of it. Whereas in other places, like more authentic places, they put right. less of it. Well, no, but that's probably expensive, so they buy it in bulk. No, because the tiramisu is more about the lady fingers sewed in the espresso uh, and all that. that. Yeah. And then, you know, with like a touch of cream. Right. No, 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 no. Theirs is like two-thirds mascarpone cheese and one-third lady finger. And I'm like, bring it on. Because I could have that tub of mascarpone cheese by myself. <laughs> so whatever. Don't lie and don't be all fancy. You know you like the Olive Garden. No, they are. No, they are. See, till this day, you go to the Olive Garden here in Miami and Flagler. Oh my god, there's a wait. And, and there's, there will be an hour wait. At least. At least but I think like there's like two, only like two or three. There's one yeah. in Fla- here in Miami. There's one in Flagler and one in Hialeah. And if us... There, my- no, there's one in North Miami también. Okay. So there's three, three there's Olive Gardens. Maybe four. Maybe there's one down south by Homestead, maybe. Mm. Actually, I think there is. But still, that's not a lot of that's Olive Gardens for such a big metropolitan area. I know. Mm. Also, this episode not sponsored by Olive Garden or any nope. of its subsidiaries. No. Um, I also like Carabas, whatever, and I like Macaroni Grill, too. So you know what? Judge we me. Chain judge me. We judge me all you want. I mean, I wear many things, but one of them is not bougie, okay? No. Bougie? Bougie? Okay. Bougie? Bougie? Que chaos. Chaos. Too much chaos. Too much chaos. Anyway. Yeah, that's... Even, but so I do have a question for you. A question mean? for you wrapped up in a topic. So I'm actually, it's weird because I'm gonna kind of go and bring up a topic. Where I'm the answer's be. three. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. That's we, how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Olipop. And Lil Kim. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm Mr. Owl. <laughs> the damn owl. <laughs> three. Three. So. Um, so I'm about to kind of sort of defend someone who I don't care for, mm-hmm. but I feel like is getting a little maligned for something that was said and is being taken out of a degree of context. Deeming. Never in all of my years did I think I would ever be putting it out to the universe, much less putting it actually documented, that I'm going to kind of defend local boy Perez Hilton. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hi, <laughs> <Ay>, Mario. ¿Qué dijo Mario? So, um, he's local boy. He's from the area. He's from Miami. He's a Cuban boy. He, you know, blogger, for those of you who, who know who he is, for those of you who don't. So, he's apparently... I didn't know he had three children now. He does? Oh, he does three? He has three. He has... Because I know about the little boy and the little he girl. He has the oldest son, and I think a, another little boy that was just born recently. Okay. And a little girl. And in a recent article, he said something to the effect of... And the way he said it, I understand... First of all, what he the way he contextualized it was horrible and it was stupid. But mm-hmm. he said something to the effect of that he wouldn't want his son... Like, if his son expressed an interest in going to, like, a dance class, mm-hmm. he wouldn't necessarily be open to the kid being in that dance class because he would rather that his son not grow up if that's the way this was going to be gay Mm -hmm. and the reason he was saying that is that he as a parent would want his kids to have you know as easy a life as possible and as a gay man himself, mm-hmm. he understands what some of the struggles and challenges are right. inherent with growing up as, I'm going to go ahead and broaden this up as quote-unquote other, right? I know what you're going with this, and I already thought about a scene of a movie, but go as, ahead. As, you know, as the other, right? In this case, gay. And he came under fire. Now, again, I think it's stupid that he said that he wouldn't let his kid do dance class because of this right. fear or whatever, because that's not... like. I've seen Perez Hilton dance, and he never took a dance class, and he's still a big old fag. So, I... 
Okay. He's fierce and great. He's a fag. Um, No, but that's an ugly word. Okay, go ahead. But whatever. You know, my point is that he... You know, to say that, oh, this... if If I place him in this environment, then this is going to happen, feeds into that whole old mentality of, like, you know... Oh, the guy's in ballet. He must be gay. You know what right. I mean? And and so I don't agree with that part of it. But what I do understand is his... And I don't have children, but I understand his position in terms of when you're a parent, you want your kids to have less struggles than mm-hmm. you did growing up. But of course, being in this day and age of the internet, mm-hmm. he came under fire because how right. dare you as a gay man say that? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? And I don't think at any point he said something to the effect of, if my kid was gay, I would not love him. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's the... That's the underlying thing you have to focus on. Is mm-hmm. what are, is he saying that he would hate the kid to be gay? No. I also think you know a, a, nobody would want their kid to be autistic mm-hmm. just because it has inherent challenges. Nobody would want their kid to be you know deaf because there's inherent challenges. No, but that's not a good example. I'm, it's the horrible examples. But do you understand what I'm trying to get at? Like it, yes, you, okay. You, you, uh, no, 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 I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, I think. And again, the response I'm, I'm, here, I'm here having okay, to defend Okay, I think the response here with him, I think there's two reasons for that response. There's two reasons to the outrage in his response. I think that the first one is who he is. He's very controversial, and up to very recently, he was a bully, and he yeah. used to talk very badly about people, and on the he whole, out on the, on the whole right. right, on the whole gay thing, right. he used to out people, and it's like, how dare you out me? You know right, what I mean? Right. And as a gay man, he should understand that it's my decision whenever, exactly. if ever, I should come out. How dare you do that? You right. know? So he, I could understand how... And that's why... Right. And, and he, he actually... This is a very good topic to, to talk about him in terms of... I remember... When um, a couple of years ago, remember mm-hmm. he was a host. I'm sorry, a judge in, I think it was Miss America. I'm Miss, sorry, Miss, Miss, Universe. Miss, Universe. Miss Universe. No, Miss USA. Miss USA. Okay. It was Miss USA that he actually asked a question mm-hmm. about. He was a judge, and he got to ask one of the contestants a question, and he um, asked her a question oh, about about, about marriage equality, mm-hmm. and she said she gave a very. I don't agree with her answer, but she gave a very honest answer. She said, I'm a Christian, and to me, um, marriage is between a man and a woman. That is how I was raised. I love and respect everybody. He asked her, she answered. Right. Right? And it's not like she said, oh, you know, they should burn in hell. No, she said, I'm a Christian, (laughs) and this is what I define marriage as. Right. Right. And then after the pageant, he went on Facebook or whatever, and he called her a bitch. He called her all types of, you know, names. Right, right, right. And I believe it was glad... Mm-hmm. Who distanced himself from him and was like, "Hey, you know, this is not cool that you're it's going on here. Yeah. You know, on here bullying this girl." So I think part of the outrage with him saying that the way he's positioned himself historically, he's got he made that bed, so now he's laying in it. Right. So when right. he says a lot of things, people are going to automatically assume the worst, right? Because he's put himself in that position. Okay, you know, fair. He, he he has, and he has said some horrible things about people. So that's that realm. Okay. I think that what he was trying to say is that, obviously, if you're gay, you're going to have challenges that if you're straight, you're not. But that argument could be made, again, we bring this up over and over again, if you're Latino, if you are black, if you are a woman. Right. That can be made. Obviously, each group of people have their their, their specific struggles yes. and issues. Um, and, you know, because for him saying, because I believe that what he said was, I would not want my son to be gay because of these challenges. And if I had the choice to be gay, I wouldn't. Well, right. that's the same thing as saying, I'm black. And if I had the choice to be black, I would be white. Because if you're white, you don't deal with, you know, mm-hmm. racism like a black person does. Which there's a certain amount of truth to that. So I understand what he was saying. I just think he could have said it differently. Well, that's my point. But that's my point. I think. But but that's kind of where I'm coming from with my with my defense. I can't even. I I know what he was saying, but I'm not defending him. I'm I'm being hard on Mario. (laughs) I'm just. I don't know. My whole thing is just like I I think people many times. But this is a conversation you have had several times. People look at the face of what's being said and mm-hmm. not what's behind it. Right. 
and that's when you get into trouble. Like Kelly Osborne got into trouble when she when she said a couple of years ago on the View of uh, Donald Trump, who's going to clean your toilet. Who's going to clean your toilet? Right. talking about illegal immigration. Right. She wasn't. She got under fire because oh, she thinks all Hispanics are maids. No, that's not what she was saying. That's what she said, mm-hmm. but that's not what she was saying. Mm-hmm. What she was saying is, don't be a hypocrite because you know that you exploit people who are in the same situation as the people that you're trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. That's what she was saying. But nobody wants to be bothered to look behind the words at the meaning and the context. No, I agree. I, I agree. It's become so commonplace. I agree with nowadays. what you're saying. And, and most of the time, I will be on, on that with you. But for example, the Kelly Osborne thing, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that Kelly Osborne, I, I don't think she thinks at all Latins are maids right. <laughs> or hotel cleaner you know hotel maids mm-hmm. but the problem is that with by her saying that and that's the first thing she said and, and, and again so the view, the view like, is live like TV, the so view I mean, is live so many times in the view they stick their foot in their mouth her in, initial and, and on on you know live perception of that went to a very very ugly stereotype and then that's the first thing she said. She went to that stereotype that Hispanics are, um, a, you know, hotel uh, maids. Now, uh, should she should she should have apologized? Yes, and I believe she did. Should that be the end of her career? Absolutely not. You know, mm-hmm. but as far as he goes, um, I don't know. I think that, and this all started because of the whole thing with dance class. You know, and and I right. think that also the problem with that is that then you're making an assumption that all kids that like ballet or are dancers he's are, are going to be gay. He, he's he's drawing a, a connection, and a parallel between two things that have nothing to connect. Right. You know what I mean? Because there are a lot of gay people who didn't take dance class. Right. There are a lot of gay people who were never in the theater. Right. There are a lot of straight people who were in the theater, and a lot of straight people who are. Well, you know what? I'll you tell know. you this as the um, now from the position of somebody who has a child. Um, to me, it's as relevant if he's gay or straight as if he's left-handed or right-handed. To me, it's not going to mean anything differently. I mean, obviously, he's going to have his set of challenges. Because you know left-handed people are actually the spawn of... Well, I'm left-handed. I stand by my statement. And you know what? The world <laughs> hates me because I can't write in a trapper keeper. When I was a kid and I had a trapper keeper, my trapper keeper were solely for looks because I can't write in a damn trapper keeper. I can't really write... Well, in a notebook, I have to write like that. I used to love watching my sister write because she's left-handed also. Right. And it was, it was like she was doing like origami with a pencil it was just like you guys you people have to twist and turn all the way around no. it's it's wonderful so it's like i'm it's a minority i'm on a minority among a minority but you know what though but that's the thing you can make an argument that most people unless you know you are an affluent white male living in connecticut you yes. <laughs> from a powerful company you're gonna have a struggle you're gonna have some, some sort of struggle yeah, yeah. obviously some struggles are more significant than absolutely, others absolutely. you know because the struggle of you know of this person may not be the same as a struggle of another person mm-hmm. but it at, it's not fair to compare struggles either because your struggle is your struggle. Well, that's true. It doesn't mean that your struggle is less than mine. Right. Your struggle may be bigger to you than my struggle is to me. Right. But societally, right. mine is going to be bigger. I don't, you know, because whatever, for whatever but, reason. But I hate when people are saying, would say that. It's like, oh, but you don't understand what it's like to do, be this. Uh, you know, it's not as bad as you being this. Well, it's not a matter of what it's bad or not. It's a matter of, you know, we all go through shit and we and have to deal with it. it's personal to us. You know, but, mm-hmm. you know, but again, Perez Hilton... Do you think any of it has to do with the fact that he is, uh, you know, Cuban background, Hispanic? I just, I just wonder. Do you no. think? No, no. But I'm just, I'm just curious. Is there any type of lingering, you know, machismo? No, but Perez Hilton probably because of who he is and, and the way that he comports himself. Perez Hilton was probably very bullied when he was a kid, so he has a perspective of being bullied, um, a, you know, which is terrible. But um, it's. I understand the, the the message that he's saying and the content. Right. I, I understand what he's saying, right? I just don't I don't agree with what he said it and I think that again him being because if it was him because him being a, a gay man he should have said that okay, differently like, okay Hispanic like, because now he he threw a bunch of other people under the bus because you know again now he's saying that you know he's kind of saying that oh you know if you're if if your kid wants to be in ballet or maybe wants to be a, f- a figure skater you're now saying that my kid is probably you're gonna gay. make them gay. right oh, or, and now you're going along with a stereotype and you're going along right. with with that so it, it kind of works both ways sure. i think probably a lot of it has to be with who he is you know i have i have mixed feelings about him i think <laughs> i think we all do no no because a lot of people just downright hate him 
Uh, Look, I give him credit. Have you I, ever actually seen him like in person or, or interacted with him to any degree? No, have you? I haven't interacted with him personally, but I was a couple years ago at the uh, Cosmo Latina Fun Fearless mm-hmm. Female Awards where they were honoring uh, Dalia, and she was <laughs> as flawless as always, and she was standing in front of me, and I said, she couldn't hear me, but she had her back to me, and I said, God, you look gorgeous, and she did hear me, and she turned around and said, Thank you, and was whisked away promptly. Now, by did she grab your boob this time? She did not grab my boob this time. I feel like she doesn't want to have. Um, and it is a true story, listeners. She doesn't I was there. A, she doesn't want to have a warrant in two states. I feel like, and I get that. I understand that. She did grope him. She, I was there. She, she we were at a record. I was groped by Talia. It's it, Talia. You know what you did, and I'm not pressing charges, but I do. Want I'll to never forget what she summer told. I'll never forget what she told me <laughs> when we did that. Uh, you know, yeah, a, we had to give her the, the booklet the or CD yeah. of the signing, and I, you know, I opened up the booklet to where I wanted her to sign. Right. Oh, that's my favorite picture too. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, Aww. but he was um, so they were honoring fun fearless females, but he was being honored as the only male recipient that year, mm-hmm. and so I got to see him in a much smaller, mm-hmm. you know, not it's still out in public, but a lot smaller, kind of surrounded by his peers and mm-hmm. and all that, and so it was it was interesting because he didn't. I don't know, again, I don't know if it's persona, right? He just looked like any other person. You know what I mean? And again, it was just, he was very, like, just quiet. It wasn't mm-hmm. throwing the pachanga. There was no, even when he went up and presented his award and received the award, he was just very, like, not the, at that time, right. persona that he had projected. He, look, if you really come to think about it, and, and especially for us, for you and I, in terms of him, that kid has the exact background that we do. I mean, he is yeah. us. He is. He, he is. He went us. to Braddock. Uh, he either went to Braddock or St. Brendan, but he grew up in Westchester, Kendall. Yeah, you know, Cuban American yeah. family. You know, Catholic. He's shown pictures of him um, as a kid next to the Malanga, yeah. which from episode uh, eleven we couldn't figure out how you say in English. Um, so, you know, the fact that he he kind of was a in the forefront. Because at one point there, Perez Hilton was one of the most influential and biggest yeah. people in the celebrity landscape in terms of, you know, celebrity Absolutely. gossip. And he was doing it all out of a coffee shop. And he was, yeah. And it, that that's something that he did completely on his own. Yep. So, you know what? Good for him. And props to him for, I mean, he made a name of himself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he really, really did. Um, and I also give him credit as a human being because he's a very good son. He's very good to his mother. And I Thanks think that, his mother was at that event. And, and I think that if you, if you are good to your parents, then you are probably a, at heart a good person. And on his Instagram, he puts, you know, he travels the world with his mom. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always with, I believe his mom lives with him. Um, um because he lives in LA and he's very, very good to he her. He lives in New York. No, he lives in LA. Um, he's very good to her. So... You know, I, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. But the problem with him is, you know, that, then there's the you know public persona right. th- that he built completely on his own. Yeah, it wasn't hoisted on him. He's no one else to blame but him. You know, he he's rude. He's nasty. He's in your face. You know, he would say things about people that he shouldn't be saying. You know, and I know he kind of tried to change. Yeah, where he was, he was going called with out that. On it, so yeah, and I, and I get it, and I give him points for it. But he still says things that you know he. He's very, like, defensive and very confrontational Mm -hmm. in the way that he reports his celebrity gossip. And I don't think he needs to be, but, I mean, that's his style, I guess. So So I could see how people react negatively to that. Well, so there's that, I guess. uh, Well, I don't have anything else on on the docket, do you, sir? No. Pero songo de diablo no dongo. Wait, is that that glorious stuff on Miami Salt Machine song? No, Chico, you're supposed to continue with that. Songo de diablo no dongo. Oh, I, I know this, but I don't know it. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to continue after that. That was wonderful. And he looks so shy saying it. Like there was anybody else in here but and us. people have called me Cubano Arrepentido. I don't... You know what? That's going to change after today. For I sure. Think, I think the best thing... I, I, I Well, I've been... What's saying? I've been called worse things by better people. Yep. I've been called... Cubano arrepentido. I've been no. I've been called Cubano arrepentido. I've been called an anglophile, and then I've been called Cubanazo. How do you reconcile? Oh, yeah, I know exactly. So I'm a Cubanazo and an anglophile. So. Well, you could be both. Why limit yourself? Mm. I know. So sure. I know a fake anglophile. It's a friend of mine who lives in Wisconsin. A friend of yours too. Don't be mean. 
I am being mean. And you know, if you're listening to it right now, I'm going to call you out on it. <clears throat> Our friend in Wisconsin. She is like, Miss. Uh, oh my God, I love John Hughes. I love John Hughes. John Hughes is my, you know, I love all his movies. The Breakfast Club, The Breakfast Club. And um, a couple of weeks ago, or last month or whenever, I called her and I asked her, it was March 24th. Okay. Okay. And I asked her, hey, um, what happened on a day like today, 30 some years ago? 31, 30 mm-hmm. years ago? March 24th, Saturday, March 24th. What happened? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, nothing? 20 some years, 31 years ago in Chicago? Like, or I forgot the name <laughs> of the city. It's but the suburb, actually, or, and, and she's like, no. I was like, Claire was in detention. And she's like, Claire was in detention? I'm like, yes, Claire was in detention. Did you think it was her niece? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, Claire was in detention. And, and, and then I named a couple of other characters. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop right here. For being such a big fan of The Breakfast Club and, you know, being, you know, having you know, John Hughes is my god and, you know, The Breakfast Club. I'm like, you didn't know March 24th? Uh, never mind. Our listeners are probably oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm laughing in a way that most people can't even understand. And those of you who know... Like, yeah, you'll get it. Yeah, okay. So let's go to our last Coke of the Desert. Oh, it's time for the last soda. Do you Are you guys to... at work yet? The people listening to us? How's, yeah, you how's should your commute be. been? You should be. I mean, I know that the traffic is madre in Miami, but you know. If you're here in Miami, man, I'm sorry you're oh. passing through that 826, 836 inter- interchange construction. And if you're on Coral Way, let's just all come to terms with the fact that it's never going to be not under construction. No. It's no. just always going to be under construction. No. So we, we, we hope we um, you had a good drive with us. And yes. Most of our listeners, from the feedback that we've gotten, listen to us on their way to work. But, I know. The traffic you know. is so infernal here. It's so. Where else? We're better. So um, do you have your last soda ready? Because um, I have mine. Go, go, go. Uh, okay, yeah, so go my it. last soda is actually going to another Netflix original program called Nailed It. Don't know if you heard of it. It's basically so y'all remember that either sounds like a porn movie or like a home improvement show. It's both. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No. Um, <laughs> I really looked at you like what? No. So it's based on the memes that go around from people who like when you find something um, like bakers predominantly find mm-hmm. like these beautiful cakes on Pinterest and then they try to recreate it and then it looks absolutely horrible, nothing like the picture, and it always says nailed it. Oh, that's like Cake Rex, the blog. I guess. I, I yeah. just know it from the memes of like nailed uh-huh. it. So there's always like those lists on BuzzFeed and, and, mm-hmm. and etc. So they've turned it into a show mm-hmm. on Netflix hosted by Nicole Byer, who is actually, she's, I've never really cared for her style of personality before this show. I think the show really works with her style. She's mm-hmm. kind of like a little bit more of an obnoxious Oprah. Okay. In that like... She always talks like this. It's like if the entire show, Oprah was just introducing John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But then they have these three bakers, quote unquote bakers, you know, home bakers come in and they give them two challenges. And the goal is to see how close they can get their creation mm-hmm. to the professional creation. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, they never get close. Mm-hmm. But... It's done in such a way that it's like it's laughing with them. Like mm-hmm. they know going in, it's not a bait and switch. They know going in what it's about. That you mm-hmm. know that their creation's not going to look great. Right. But the winner still gets ten thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Yes, the person who wins each episode gets ten thousand dollars. Bring it on. And but it's great because it's like it's just fun. And the judges that are on it, you know, they always they always start off by saying, you know. You got the color just right, or you know, or I can see the substitution. It was great that you know you couldn't figure this out, and so you made this modification. So it's it's celebrating failure mm-hmm. in a way that I think isn't done very often. I love how you're making it sound so pretty <laughs> because it is. It's about look. I always say if you're gonna fail, fail spectacularly mm-hmm. because then you learn from it. You know what I mean? People are so afraid to just put their foot in their mouth sometimes and to say the wrong thing, especially nowadays, and to do the wrong thing mm-hmm. that you get so tense up and you don't even try. Mm-hmm. And so these people are like, you know what? It's probably going to look like shit, mm-hmm. but I'll give it a shot. Why not? And I'll see what it looks like. And hell, maybe I can win $10,000. So you know what? I celebrate you and all of your failures. Nailed it. And I, I encourage everybody to find it on Netflix. It's just got renewed for a second season mm-hmm. as well. Uh, it's only like six or seven episodes, half an hour each. So you, so can-, you can find it on Netflix or Pornhub. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, um, the one on Pornhub uses the buttercream in a very different way. <laughs> It wasn't meant to go in those holes. 
No. <laughs> two cakes and frosting. Oh, <laughs> two, two girls and a spatula. Two girls and a spatula. <laughs> so uh, it's a double a double headed spatula. Anyway, well, uh, a coke to nailed it. Coke to nailed it. Yeah, it's 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 just a fun little show, and you guys again, you can binge it over the course of maybe like four hours mm-hmm. or on bed to get frisky or in bed yeah so listen you, you, you know you bring out the fondant and go to town I fondant is so sticky and nasty <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, most things found on Pornhub there we go <laughs> um, so uh, I was going to give my last coke of the <laughs> desert to something else but you know what I'm going to give it to the breakfast club Wait, which one? Well, that's the movie. The movie there's, two rele- there's two relevant <laughs> breakfast clubs in my life. I'm a big fan of the Breakfast Club, the urban um, talk show, a morning talk show, um, radio with, show, radio show with um, DJ Envy and Angela Yee and Charlamagne the God. That those I love them. Um, but I'm talking about Breakfast Club, the movie. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, uh, actually. On March 24th, so it wasn't that long ago, you know, the day that she should have known that, uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to put her picture on our little oh collage. She's going to kill you. She's going to kill you. Whatever. She's you know? going to send an assassin cow because she lives in Wisconsin. Just the girl. Just the Miami girl in Wisconsin. To come and Oh, but, but yeah, come on. That's like if I come and, you know, you're a Superman fan. That's like I come and give you a simple fact like you know where Superman from and you're like oh I don't know and it's like okay all this like pomp and circumstance on you liking Superman and you don't even know you know like her case like how can you not know Claire went to detention on March 24th like you know like you freaking have a poster of them in their room in, in your room or wherever anyway I'm a male um, so I'm gonna give it to the Breakfast Club. You know why? Because I actually did watch the movie on March 24th. Okay. Because it was being aired in several channels. Got it. You know, the day of its anniversary. Um, and I actually saw it in its entirety that day, and I hadn't seen it in a while. And that movie, thirty some years later, is relevant as always, as as ever. You know, you, if have, you change the fashions. That's you, pretty much. But it's all about the clicks. So, you know, the popular people, and you know, the nerd, and the jock, and the crazy guy, and the delinquent, and it's all still high school today. You know, high school. That's corporate America. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, the fact that a movie that's 30-some years old and that it's about youth, because youth is something that's so fickle and can be portrayed in so many different ways, but it's still very, very relevant. You know what? It it, it deserves its recognition. Not that it doesn't have it, because that's a culturally... That's true. It's very culturally <laughs> that's one relevant. That's movie that yeah. I believe it's in the National Film Registry and by the Library of Congress. So, oh. you know, now it has, pero let me tell you, last coke of the desert. So I mean, really, this is going to be the pinnacle of its achievements. I think we should go on Wikipedia to edit their page we to add on, it under their accolades yeah. So, section. after next Friday, on April, whatever this airs, yeah. on April blah, 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 blah was actually awarded the prestigious Last Soda of the Desert by the non-award-winning podcast. <laughs> Better let me, tell, <laughs> let me you. tell you. So, there we go. Yeah. I think Molly should come and pick it up. <gasps> Molly and Emilio. I feel like Emilio, it's more relevant. Molly's too white. <laughs> <laughs> plus, Emilio. Emilio. Plus, plus, right. Like, Emilio would be like, Emilio you know, Tevez. Emilio Esteve y Charlie Sheen. Yeah, pero that's because, well, but Charlie Sheen is, his name is Carlos. I know, Carlos Sheen. No, his name is Carlos Esteves. Esteves is their actual name. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, but, you know. Okay, bueno, Emilio. Bueno, Emilio, y trae Carlito. Total, what are you doing right now? Nothing, bring the tiger blood too. Chico, Carlito's winning. Pero por eso, a mí me encanta ganar. Aquí, like, if it's a casino. Just... Okay, bueno, as Carlos and Emilio uh, yes, make their way exactly. over, Open this was episode 12. So, yes, everybody, thank you once again for joining us. We hope we made you laugh. We hope you made yes. you think. And Just as always, grab, grab your patelito, <laughs> your croqueta, and your jupiña, and uh, have a great day. <laughs> Yes, I, 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 you too, Juan. Was <laughs> we love you. Bye. Te va matar. Es lo que te digo. All right. Bueno, bye, everyone. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.